Welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. It's me, and I am continuing on the spiritual memoir, um, the psychic memoir. Psychic is just like another way of saying um, perceptions of the soul and mind. So, oh my God, this is where it gets a little explosive in regards to my own openings. I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and around this time, everybody goes through what's called a Saturn return. So Saturn, the planet Saturn comes back in your chart to where it was at the time of your birth. And it triggers lessons of evolution inside you. It kind of strips away the old and gives you opportunity to really step into who you are and what you're about in this incarnation. These stories about what happened during that time are so remarkable to me. I hope you enjoy hearing them, and I hope you're inspired for when those moments in your own life, late 20s and, guess what, late 50s, I think, which is right where I'm at now, another Saturn return, so might as well start a podcast, take my work out to another level. But I hope these um, stories inspire you to embrace what path is being laid before you, to you so that you could come more into your own. All right, I'm going to get a little personal, but I think you can handle it, and I think I'm ready to share it. So in my um, the start of my 30s, it was like really around the cusp of 20s, 30s, I um, was really feeling like something's got to change in my life. Something's got to change. And every time I pulled an angel card, don't you know those? I love those. If you don't know those, look them up. Maybe they still make them. Maybe not. I don't know. Every time I pulled an angel card, I got the birth card. And so I kept thinking, oh, this feels great. It's time to start a family or it's time to, you know, go along that line in life. And as it happened, I <laughs> inadvertently got pregnant. Don't try this at home. Um, or maybe you do. So I was really thinking, okay, this is it. This is the new change. I'm waitressing, but I'm ready for this change, uh, this new life, la la la. And as fate would have it, the pregnancy didn't hold. And I was devastated. My partner was devastated. And, um, but my whole life was about to change. I had no idea the birth was actually me. The birth was me, my true and new self. It was, um, you know, time to kind of hang on for the ride. At the time, I was doing um, childcare in exchange for rent in exchange for a beautiful little cottage for a family. And the family had this dog named Ray. And the youngest boy used to always say, call him Reiki. Reiki, Reiki, come here, Reiki, Reiki, come here, Reiki. So fast forward um, a little while later, uh, and my friend Stephanie, who had lived in England at the time, was like, Khan, I just went to this really cool, funky place. It's a spiritual retreat place in Glastonbury, England. I think you'd really like it. The gal there is pretty funky. She teaches Reiki classes. And I was like, Reiki? What's that? She's Steffi says, oh, it's energy work. And I was like, huh. She said, I really think this will help you in regards to all the funky stuff that would happen in college and, and just where you're at now. I think you should look into it. And I'm meanwhile, I'm going, Reiki, Reiki. Now, this was well before Reiki kind of made its way to spread across um, America substantially across definitely was not on the island that I was living on. 
And so I'm sitting there like, Reiki, Reiki, where have I heard that? And then I realized the young boy had been saying it for months. So this was kind of, God does this to me a lot. He, he, you know, little words that come in my way. And then they actually, I think that they're a sign for something and he's actually using them for signs, but it's totally not really truly related, although it is. What a hoot. What a total riot. So since my whole life was ready for something different, I decided to pack up and join her and go to Glastonbury. Before, the weeks before that, I was um, very much aware when I was driving early in the morning, because I still waitressed early in the morning, this constellation that was in the sky every time I was driving. And it was, I had to look it up. I was like, what is this constellation? It must be a sign because I'm always looking for signs everywhere because I just think that's how magical the universe is. We always have signs. We just have to recognize them and look them up and figure out the connection. The star constellation was serious. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And I was like, okay. And spirit, meanwhile, is like, remember this. And I'm like, okay. You know, because I still listen to my intuition, even though I wasn't, um, I wasn't telling anybody about, you know, my clear um, audience, clear audience as the voices in your head. And I remembered like, okay, serious, I'm going to remember this. So off I go to Glastonbury, England. And when we go to, Lo I go to London, I meet my friend, Stephanie, and then we make the journey to Glastonbury and something was like, oh my God, I'm home. This place is so connected to my soul. And when we get to this specific B&B, &B, this where the retreat was, the spiritual retreat place was, this woman comes out and she's got this flowing big white hair and she's got these dogs and we're gathering around this crystal star, these clear quartz crystals that are embedded in the ground in the shape of a star in the garden, the front garden. And Next thing you know, she's talking to the dog to get like kind of come around or get out of the star. She's like, Sirius, Sirius, come here. And I am <laughs> laughing inside because she calls her dog the same constellation that I've been seeing. So it was, again, another sign. I'm in the right place. This is the right time. Pay attention. Okay, remember the whole bit about Sirius in the morning sky? So it ends up, <laughs> I had realized later after doing a little more research on it, that this, uh, Sirius was actually the brightest star in that morning sky. And it was, for me, right on the horizon for where I live or near the horizon. And, and, and it actually is the brightest star in the constellation of the, like the dog constellation, which was just this crack up to me. But that's how God gets my attention and holds my attention is my signs are always <laughs> peculiar and funny and totally unbelievable and just these little trail of breadcrumbs. And I tell you this story because I invite you to notice the little trail of breadcrumbs that God is leading you towards, you know, that are enlightening and, and, and just, you know, filling your heart with joy and, you know, maybe making you giggle. And really, God speaks to us exactly where we're at and how we will um, be able to pay attention. And so, you know, just be open to it. It's all I just it would just cracked me up. And I was just so grateful, of course. This first trip was the beginning of many visits to the B&B 
at that time called Shambhala. It was right along the tour. And it was a very magical place with a lot of different people coming and staying at the very small B&B. But I can't remember for the life of me if I had just, I know I did a specific session with the woman that ran the center, but I can't recall if I studied Reiki at that time. So I'm going to break this up. Doesn't really matter. The point is, is that I <laughs> returned again and again to really embed my essence of who I was meant to be in this life, in this incarnation, in my soul at this place. So one of the first things that I do remember, other than the total magic that was happening, Stephanie and I shared a, a, a bedroom. There was a sweet little room called the, the Star Room. I think it was called the Star Room. Maybe, maybe not. Um, two little single beds. And we just, you know, had a good natter every night, chat, 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 about all these magical things. We'd walk into town. We'd see Gebo, you know, Gebo, the uh, rune of gift, the gift. And we were just laughing. Like, we, there was even a, a billboard that that it was some advertisement, but on it, it said clear channel. And we, of course, took that to mean we were supposed to be clear channels, which is always the intention, right? Please help me to be a clear and, you know, clear channel <laughs> when I'm doing my work. So it was really fascinating for me because while Stephanie had been in England, she stumbled upon her own psychic awareness and her own intuitive understanding and um, and was able to explore that while she was in England. So I was really grateful that she brought me to Glastonbury to solidify more of my own experiences. So one of the sessions that I did take from the woman that ran uh, Shambhala was, I think it was called like opening to channel or beginning to channel or something like that. And oh my God, you know, you, you leave the B&B, you trek up the hill to her little hut, her little cottage. It was a cottage, not a hut. Uh, and you sit on these cushions and God, this woman, pretty magical, just uh, totally closed my eyes and went into this visualization where she had me meet my guides and of course, Jesus showed up, always Jesus. And she had him sit behind me and enter into my body physical so that I could literally channel messages from him, which means he would speak through me, as opposed to being a medium where he, where I saw him in my field of vision and he would relay messages to me and then I would pass them along to her. It was a really powerful experience. I was like in shock that it was so controlled and so um, comfortable and so contained and that I <laughs> that I was able to get back in my body. You know, that Jesus, when it was done, I thanked him and he pulled out of my body and then I pulled out of my, you know, pulled out of my energy field and then I was in my own essence and in my own connection. But I felt really... Um, kind of, you know, it is enlightened. I was full, felt, full, felt full of light after the experience occurred. And this profound change uh, was what set me on my journey of solidly having a meditative practice to sit with spirit and sit with guides, because she said, here's the deal. You're really good at this. <laughs> I said, uh, you think, you know, I didn't say that. That would be so rude. Um, she said, but you have to practice. You have to sit in with spirit daily and practice and work at this. And this is what I encourage you to do. I'm going to get later, I will get into more about grounding and protecting. And, um, you know, it's really with intention. Although those of you that are eager to get started now, you know, you really just, before you sit, you wrap yourself in light and your intention is to connect only to the highest truth. 
and um, connect with that. But I'm going to definitely get into detailed lessons later on that. But right now, I just wanted to share this beautiful story of my my blossoming. Um, I'm really grateful to her, the woman who went by the name of Isis. I don't know what she's going by now. She uh, has uh, different experiences and then has uh, embodies energy and takes on those names. So, but I really owe her a debt of gratitude and Stephanie too, for bringing me there. So let me tell you about when I took Reiki. So because now I was like sponge spiritual, like I was all after that learning opening to channel or whatnot, I was jazzed. I was like, oh my God, this is my tribe. These are my people. They get me, I get them. You know, all the clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, all those words or even just inner hearing, inner seeing, inner sight, you know, all this stuff. This was common vocabulary for them. And I was like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? But, you know, I was just grounding solidly in my spiritual foundation of uh, my Christianity, which would, you know, carry me through my life. I'm not trying to preach or teach anybody that. It just works for me. I'm sure if you have a beautiful spiritual practice that works for you, as long as it's full of God, love, and light, and good, go for it. But um, I was really, <laughs> I was amazed when I was like, okay, I'm ready for more. What else can I do? Like a, you know, like a, a just like so eager, eager, eager. So she said, I think you should study Reiki. And I was like, okay, tell me more about this. And it was an energy but um, it's energy healing, but it also helps shift your vibrational energy field so that it can actually, in my opinion, it changes your energetic blueprint. It makes you, uh, I mean, it, it's totally helped my, <laughs> my own psychic work and my own day-to-day -day life, let alone the healing that I could put out into the world and others and for myself. So I want to tell you a bit about those um, Reiki experiences. So when I took Reiki, she, you know, listen, she's running a business. So she was like, listen, we offer Reiki one and two back to back. And I was like, uh, okay, I don't have any money. She goes, we take credit cards. And I was like, uh, okay. She goes, this is an investment in your future. You'll be able to go home and start, you know, working on people. And if you really feel like you're meant to be a healer, this will work for you, blah, blah, blah. And it was interesting because at this time, I didn't really get the fact that um, that I had, <laughs> I had had an astrological reading from the most wonderful Barbara Ivacek, who's on the other side right now, who still I talk to and learn from. Oh my God, I still learn from other story, other time. But she had first told me when I got an astrology reading, she goes, oh, your work is with spirit. And I was like, huh? I thought I was supposed to be a Montessori teacher, loved Montessori. I assisted once. And she's like, well, uh, as long as it's with spirit, you're, you're just highly psychic, highly intuitive, you know, just all this kind of thing. And, uh, it all of a sudden started dawning on me while I was at Shambhala, like, Oh, this is my gateway to working for spirit in a form that I could share with others or do for others or do for the planet or do for animals or plants or whatever, wherever it takes me. So I said, sure, I'll take one and two. I had no idea what was going to happen next. Nobody warned me that, that if you take Reiki 1 and 2, you can have profound, profound shifts occur. When you take a, a, a viable Reiki class, and I do say that viable because I just want to say that 
um, you get what's called attunements and it opens up your energy field and so that you can have the healing light pass through you. We all have healing energy in our hands. I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying this band of Reiki light is specific to Reiki. And but when that light comes in and through you and it pours out your, God, I can pour out everywhere. I've had kids that I've taught that said I poured out my eyes to people in my classroom. And I'm like, how cool are you, little Bodhisattva? But um, it opens up the channels, the healing energy in your hands and your feet. So you can always then in, uh, intend that when you're walking, that you're doing healing, sending healing energy to the planet that needs it, right? But um, because this incredible, brilliant Reiki light flies into you and flows through you, this is an opportunity for your own purification and your own shit to come flying up in your face. Now, some people have their stuff come up and it just releases. Other people have to look in the mirror because it flashes in their face to show them what they have done before it can actually release. They actually have to kind of recognize honor, maybe make amends, whatever. So <laughs> we had done Reiki one. I can't even remember. Was it, a, I think it was like maybe two or three days. This was an extreme you know, kind of an intensive weekend experience. And um, I can't remember if it was after one and two back to back, because she, maybe it was because she did the attunements. And when she did the attunements on me, I, you know, eyes closed, you sit in a chair, she does these symbols around in the air in your energy field to incorporate them into you. It's all top secret. It's beautiful. Um, it's meant to be top secret, but anyway. Um, and I was out of my mind. I was traveling in the cosmos. I was having these vivid, vivid visionary experiences and projecting astrally and everything. It was powerfully profound. But um, that was a lot of light coming in. So <laughs> my friend Stephanie and I, and I was like, you know what? I want to go get a colonic because it's very British. Let's, I want to go get a colonic. I don't think Stephanie got one, but I got one. And after the clonic, I thought I was going to die. My gut felt so foul. I really wanted to throw up or die. I couldn't decide which. We were supposed to have another session for the Reiki teaching, the one and two teaching. And I was like, I'm sure I was pale white. I was so vilely grossed out. And I just could not, <laughs> could not go because I was like, listen. So I went to um, Isis and her husband, Argon was his name. And I went to them and I just said, listen, I know I'm supposed to be part of this uh, Reiki one and two class, but I am so sick to my stomach. I did this colonic and I just really think I'm going to go throw up. And Isis in her infinite wisdom looked at me, scanned my energy field. So did Archon. They're standing there and they're looking in my field to see. She goes, oh, honey, no, you're just having past life stuff come up. This happens when you travel or when you have these powerful spiritual experiences, or maybe when you run into people that you haven't known before, or but you have known them, or maybe when you come into new places and all this kind of stuff. She's like, this is like common knowledge to her. Like, why don't I know? And But she was teaching me. So she's like, just a minute, let's look. And oh my God, she she's like so magical. So she is kind of doing some symbols around me. I think now that they're probably Reiki symbols, but at that time I didn't know and I didn't care to know. It just, I trusted her, right? I just trusted her and I knew God led me here. So I knew I was safe and everything was fine. I just needed help to get through this, to, to kind of birth the new me, if you will, and let go of the old. So Argon, I think it was him. He 
put his finger right on my stomach, my, well, what is actually the third chakra, right? Uh, solar plexus. Third chakra is um, personal power, self-esteem, who you are, what you came to do. It was like he just touched this place of darkness inside of me. And I just said, okay, close your eyes. Let's look. Let's see what's here. And I was devastated by what I saw. And I'm going to tell you. I can't believe I'm going to tell you. Ugh. You know, it was, I was so freaked out. I was like, <gasps> and Isis, God bless her, said, take three deep breaths and exhale. Take three deep breaths and exhale. So in breath and then out breath. And as I opened my mouth to out breath, this foul energy that I was still carrying in my soul from this incarnation that I was so evil, right? I was really tapped into evil in that lifetime. The out breath was like this giant, dark, a uh, funnel of energy kind of coming out of me. Meanwhile, Argon, God bless him, is sucking it in, <sighs> sucking it in as I'm exhaling, he's inhaling it in. And I was like, oh my God. Um, oh my God. I couldn't believe it. On the third out breath, because she's talking me through, release it all, release it all on the third out breath. Now, meanwhile, I'm 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 crying because I can't believe I was capable ever of this soul was capable ever of such darkness. On the third out breath, when it finally releases, all of the sudden, this in like all of the sudden, she touches my third eye, my forehead, and this zap of white light fills my entire body. And Argon has sucked it all in, like, <laughs> like. Uh, I don't know, Mr. Clean, practically. And, and, and here I am in this vibrant light. And in that immediate instance, I saw all the people that I had harmed, not just the people that I had murdered, but the people that were, um, that were uh, affected by my wrong action. And I profusely apologized to them. I was like making amends so fast. Like, I am so sorry. I am so, so, you know, for this soul thing. My essence filled up with so much light in this recognition and this realization. And my whole gut instantaneously felt better. I did not feel like I was going to die or throw up anymore. I was profoundly full of light. And I completely realized the horrible effect of evil and vile. And in the fullness of light that came within me, I realized why I completely and utterly had to do this healing work in this incarnation. What also floored me was I looked at Argon and I was like, what are you going to do? Like you sucked all that bad energy in. And he goes, I'm going to transmute it. It was the first time I was exposed to energy conductors, people that could transmute energy. And little did I know I would learn to eventually do the same myself.
Wow. When I think about it, that was way back in 1996 that I started studying Reiki one and two. It was really powerful. And again, it was, it was the Saturn return that brought me to this new transition in my life, a new chapter, a real solidifying of who you are and what you came to do, Constance. This is your opportunity for soul's growth. And that's why now in my late fifties, I'm going through another Saturn return and choosing to take my work out to another level. I have so many students. I'm so grateful for my students and clients that have come forward and said, please teach. I can't always come to you and do, you do Zoom classes. And I, I'm not doing Zoom classes, but I was like, you know what? I'm supposed to offer this free, you know, freely uh, podcast. So that's what I'm, the form I'm doing it in the free is the podcast. So at least um, they can reach out wherever you are <laughs> from wherever I am. So I'm grateful. Thank you, Anchor. Um, and I just... I'm I, looking back at those times, I'm just th grateful for myself and my own personal courage to carry me through and trust in the higher, you know, to God that I was being led in the right direction, even though times they were scary, I knew it was protected. And I'm grateful for the Reiki experience and my teachers through the years. I've even studied, I studied with John Harvey Gray when he was alive. He learned from Takata. I wanted that tight lineage in how... Um, how he taught Reiki and uh, how it was different than what I learned with Isis at Chambala. I wonder if she's still there. Probably she is. I don't know how it is now. It's been forever since I've been there. But I'm grateful for my incredible opening and the awareness of, you know, I am a mix of light and dark experiences and I choose light. It's a daily choice. And, you know, I can always be a little curmudgeon or a little petty or a little, you know, guff or whatnot, but it, or gruff if I wanted to, but it's really a daily practice of being like, no, choose the right, choose the right, choose the right. So, so I don't have to go back and clear up any foulness in my next lives. Um, but I'm really thankful for Reiki. It's so powerful. I did go on to study my Reiki masters so I could teach it and use it in my skill and in my practice and um, empower others because it's such a beautiful gift, whether people want to use it to work on other people or just have it in their own toolkit for their own personal healing. But it, it just, as you can tell, um, it, it can really transform you spiritually as well as mentally, emotionally. And I'm, for that, I'm truly grateful. So thanks for listening to this segment that has to do with, uh, you know, my major life change from waitress to, to Reiki, Reiki master. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit in the next podcast. I'm going to talk about how my uh, business practice started and how it was definitely, I was led by God throughout it all. Cause I, you know, I was being called upon to do things that I, I, I didn't know I was capable of until he was like, huh, see, told you, um, to me, God is, uh, maybe, you know, great spirit, uh, maybe, maybe the maybe part is not maybe God's great spirit. God is great spirit. Great. Um, to me, all that is the cosmic all, uh, you can use whatever word that works for you. It's just that higher highest of the highest realm. Um, and I tap into that all the time. And I know it's not me. I'm a component of it. You know, God in me, God in you, God in all, but um, it's definitely different than me. So, all right. Thank you again. And uh, share the podcast if you like it or follow me on social media and uh, take care. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional.
You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.